Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Nugget. It's Friday, and the Weekend Nugget is about bringing to life what I think I learned. This is the episode where I share with you what I went through in my first six months. Raw seriousness, not so seriousness, truth. What can you expect from the Weekend Nugget? Well, you can expect vulnerability, rawness, honesty, playfulness. What you should expect is to be contributed to. That's why I do this. Today's topic is... Let's begin the episode. I'm so sorry. When I heard those words and when I hear those words and when I hear people say it, like there's that, that means that's just so charged up for me. Why do we say that? Like, why do we tell somebody else? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, why do we do that? Why can't we just ask the person who, you know, is obviously going through some shit You know, like, hey, what do you need? How are you doing? Is everything okay? Is there something that you feel you can't talk about and need to? Why do we always go to default? The default is, one, you cause the situation to be uncomfortable. And the reason that we cause it to be uncomfortable when we say, I'm so sorry, or, oh, is because you're pooping on the situation. I know that you may not think so. And I think that's why I'm doing this episode, because you saying i'm sorry to someone who is has a loss or something like that that doesn't really make a difference it just doesn't you know it's the feelings uncomfortable and usually you see it in divorce or breakups or funerals wow funerals i remember when my grandmother my grandmother passed man my grandmother's funeral was like every single person was coming up to me my grandma the the reason that it's so close to home is because my grandmother um, passed within the last five years and she is, she was my best friend. And I remember being at the funeral and just hearing people saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And my last year with my grandmother was phenomenal because we laughed at death. I knew that she was going to go. She knew that she was going to go. We didn't have to speak about it, but I would fuck around with her. I would like, you know, when I would visit her, I would look at her and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Please don't die. And she goes, okay. And then I will go to the bathroom. I'll come back. And I'm like, are you still alive? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, good. Thank you. You know, we laughed at it. And we, when we did speak about death, you know, we spoke about things that mattered, at least mattered to me. I'm not saying that, you know, I never speak inside of like generality. So it's like, it's like what I say is right. But it was definitely my inquiry. And I remember saying to her, like, is there anything that you haven't done that you want to do? And she told me, no, she goes, I live a good life. And we had that conversation for a long time. And the reason that I say that I had, um, I knew that I had only had about a year with her is because my grandmother literally died in the hospital. Like she was literally right in front of me and she was a goner and it was our will to have her present that kept her going because the doctors wanted to pull the plug. That's another conversation. But she stayed with us and I knew it was borrowed time because of what she had. And I was like, okay, well, let's enjoy it. So I, we played with the conversation, whereas everybody around us made it severe, made it, you know, it made it heavy. I tried to make it light for her because I knew they were around her, you know, and I lived in California and she lived in Florida. But why am I saying this? I'm saying this because saying I'm sorry, just, or a version of that doesn't empower the conversation. It disempowers it. And we have our intention 
I'm hoping, you know, I know that the people that told me that, they weren't trying to poop on me. They weren't trying to make me feel worse. They just didn't know where to go. They didn't know what to do. So that's the default. And I'm wondering if we can change that default. I'm wondering if we can change that default to, hey, what do you need? You know, I look at you and I see sad. Is there a way I can make you happy? Is there a kind gesture? Is there anything? Because if you hug somebody, if you you look at them and you say, you know, they were great. Let's honor them in memory. Tell me a memory of them. And that's something that I did in my grandmother's funeral. That's something that I did in my divorce. Whenever somebody said to me in my divorce, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I looked at them and I said, I'm not. And that was from like day two of being divorced on till today. And they say, what do you mean? And I say, well, you know, I have an opportunity to, to start over again from scratch. And they're like, I don't get it. And it's like, well, in a divorce, it means it's an end. But every end has a beginning. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, the people that said I'm sorry to them, I'm just, I get it. And I, I tried to recreate the conversation and reinvent um, the I'm sorry. And most of the conversations that I had when that happened were like, oh, that's a good way of looking at it. And I'm like, well, that's what's so for me. That's what's there. What's there is that here I am. I don't have a choice in the matter if the other person doesn't want to be with me. So I'm not going to hold on to that. What I'm going to hold on to is what I do have a choice in, which is the rest of my life. So I'm going to create me inside of that conversation. And it starts with you when you address me as, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, I'm not. Would you like to hear all the things that I created as a result of that? Because once I share that with you, then you're not going to feel sorry for me. You're not going to be sorry for the situation. Because it's not. It's, a, it's like it happened. You have your memories and then you move on. So when I think about what we can change, like what we can do is we can listen to people. You know, when somebody tells you I'm divorced, I'm like, well, what happened? Find out what happened. Because I'm sorry immediately after I'm divorced, you're already pooping on the person. What happened? Ask them questions. Empower them. So if they're, if they're telling you the story, you know, find out what was the source of their inspiration. What was their source of their um, courage, of their bravery? What was the source of what they did? What do they want to do? Well, now that, you, now that you're a blank canvas or, you know, whatever analogy you want to put, you know, what are you going to create? What colors are you going to use? Because those conversations are empowering for you and for them. But don't feel uncomfortable for me because, you know, she cheated on me or like be happy about what is possible because she cheated. You know, look at what, what got created. I mean, when I look at my divorce Two years later, fuck, I got a podcast. I'm like, I'm crushing it with everything that has to do with the conversation of divorce. I have an amazing community of other people that have been divorced that are co-creating with me and empowering and uplifting. So encourage me to create. What do you want to do next? Well, what do you want to do now that you don't have to be, um, how do you say it? Now, now that you're not entangled with someone else like what's available to you what do you want to do who's the kind of people that you want to date can i help you can i link you up with somebody are you ready to date 
these are all conversations that are phenomenal and will go longer into the evening than a, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry is a conversation that ends so quickly. I just remember all the times that I've heard it. You know, and my grandmother's was the one that was really more, because my grandmother happened before my, my divorce. And what I remember from my grandmother was, was that feeling of just like, why are people saying this? Like, why is this their default? It's got to be harder for them than it was on me because I was complete with my grandmother passing. I was very complete. I didn't even need to cry. I cried because of the memories. But even in the, the wake, you know, everybody was feeling so awkward. So what I did was hook up a monitor and I just showed them footage because I, I recorded my grandmother a lot. And I just showed the footage of, of um, her alive. And there was an interview in particular that I had of her that was like, you know, an hour and a half long. So I played that and everybody was like, we laughed and then we, we shared our memories of her. And it was a beautiful wake. It was the best wake that I have ever been to because we shared memories of who my grandmother was, how strong she was, her character, you know, her point of view of life. Nobody was sorry. Not one. We were all happy to be there. We were united. And it was the last time that my entire family was was together. And it was empowering. Like, I'll never forget the images, the people that were there. I'll never forget it. Because it was brilliant. It was, you know, we were we were celebrating somebody. So in the same fashion with um, divorce, you know, you celebrate the um, celebrate what happened. Like even now, I have uh, people that I speak with that don't like her because they don't like what she what they think she did to me. And I'm like, no, that's not it. If I don't have that, why should you? Like I'm grateful that 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 occurred. I'm grateful that I had the time that I did with her and her daughter. Super grateful. Why? Because I was able to take that and use that as the foundation for my future. I was able to look at all the things that I created inside that marriage. So I wasn't sorry for it. I was quite happy and I'm still quite happy about what I had to create once, um, once it was complete. And that's what it was. It was complete. It's not like it's over, you know. Oh my God, it's over. It's so fucking heavy. No, it's complete. Okay, that's done. That person doesn't want to be with you. You want to be with that person, but there's too many things that, you know, that contradict. So you can't. Okay, cool. Done. Check off that list. And now let's create a new list. Let's create the rest of our lives. What do we want that to look like? So the next time that you say I'm sorry or that someone says I'm sorry to you, just think about it. Ask them, why did they ask you that? Have a conversation about that. Have it be empowering. Because it takes, it takes something to have a conversation with somebody about that. Because most people don't know that that's their default. And it creates an awkward, uncomfortable situation. But you can easily change it around. You can easily change it around. So those are some of the things that happen around I'm sorry. Those are some of the tools and some of my shared experiences. I hope that helps. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> just kidding i'm not so as always i think i'm going to leave you there and really look at it look at what um i'm sorry means what it means to say it what it means to hear it and see if you can create a different context as i did or not you know it's just another way of of, of taking in the day so if you choose to do it i know that it worked for me and that's why i share my stories because i know that they worked 
and I know that I have freedom, power, and self-expression around it. So that's where I say goodbye. As always, I invite you to be courageous. I invite you to be vulnerable. And the reason why is because it makes a difference. It makes a difference for you and for others. Till next time, I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to The Weekend Nugget, my gift to you. It's just a little something to get you through the next two days. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.